It's the Peacock and Gamble Edinburgh podcast. Oh, it is. And this is the intro. I'm Ray Peacock. Hello, I'm Ed Gamble. And do you know what? I might make the intro just run straight into the outro. Oh, really? Just for a bit of fun. That's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fun way of doing it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, and it is a deliberate decision. Yeah. If I do that. Yeah, like yesterday, if that happened. All right, well, I might, I might have done it yesterday. Just straight in. It was five in the morning. Yeah. And I was tired and I could barely see the computer. Just let it run straight in, mate. I'd had two bambukas. Sambu- sambukas. So um, he was editing piss. And, uh, yeah, so uh, the uh, it'll have been repaired by now. Oh, it, yeah, someone will have snuck on and sorted that out. Yeah, I'm going to fix it in a bit. It's like some sort of government mistake. Isn't it, Someone though? just quietly gets on with it and sorts re- it out. It really panicked me, you know, because I, I got a text saying that I'd done it. Yeah. And um, I thought, what if I'd just left? something in yeah because we do cut stuff out of these podcasts yeah mainly slagging all all you lot off individually loads of things but yeah. like proper misbehaviour that we wouldn't yeah, want yeah. for public consumption of course yeah and what if we just miss some of that one day be, well it'd be a bit of controversy would wouldn't it get people in for our tour yeah I'd like that as well yeah exactly yeah um, I was in a bit I was a bit off kilt yesterday anyway well yeah two reasons one my voice and you didn't have your kilt on the kilt well. was gone yeah my voice is a bit cockeyed yeah your voice is cockeyed yeah your voice shouldn't even have eyes it's tremendously frustrating because it's not painful. No. It's just gone. And you're feeling slightly better in yourself. I'm alright. It's, it's just the voice now. It's just my voice. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's mate. It's a horribly frustrating thing to do. Yeah. And also, Jerry Nelson died yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the original Muppet performers. Yeah. Um, and he did uh, he did The Count in Sesame Street. Yeah. Famously. And Gerbo Fraggle and all that. Yeah, very sad. And I woke up to read that and that made me sad. Yeah. Been poorly for a long time, but... Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it put your illness into perspective. Yeah, maybe it did a little bit, yeah. yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe a bit sad, because, you yeah. know, there's not many of them left now. No. There's only Frank Oz and Dave Girls left, really. Yeah, I'm sorry, mate. Yeah. I mean, every, everyone has their day, don't they? They do have their day, but they're, they're, they're important people. It's just, But it's just important um, that they may not be here anymore, but we can just remember them. Yeah, I suppose I can remember them, but, yeah. you know, they were just a name going by very fast on the credits. Yeah. Yeah, they were very, very important. But now we're talking, but yet we're talking about them. Yeah. So they are very important and they're getting... Finally, someone is saying how good they are yeah. on a big platform like this. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. They are getting the recognition they want exactly. on, on, on an international scale. Yeah. <laughs> technically. Technically. <laughs> and speaking of technically, by the way, yeah, uh, that was another... Well, actually, it was welcome in our show yesterday. Yeah, oh, we had a te- technical snafu. Right in the middle of the show. Yeah. I, I turned around and realised that the screen was off. Yeah, there was just a pop and the screen went and all yeah. the sound went. Yeah. Yeah. And we need that. Yeah, we do need that. Even though, uh, Sophie, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Big, big tits, tits nice girl. girl. Right. From the back, right? We went, oh no, the screen has gone off. And clearly just panicked for a second. And she went, oh, just carry on, we'll get it sorted. Yeah. She's seen the show. She knows we can't carry on. We need the we screen. We need the screen. But we've not written a show without the screen. And then we can't carry on when Ben, who is the venue manager, is just running across the stage. Yeah. Just, we can't not reference that. Yeah, exactly. That our lighthouse has been invaded by Adrian Mole. <laughs> <laughs> scuttling around everywhere. Yeah, scuttling around everywhere. I mean, he did that with confidence, but I, I know for a fact he didn't have a clue what he was doing. No idea. Ran straight across the front of the stage. Oh, it all sorted out in the end, didn't it? Oh, in the end, when you went and did it. Yeah, when I went and turned the projector back on. Yeah. That's all a, it needed. But we, uh, well, it did afford us. It afforded me a little break. You got a little break and I got to shout at everyone. I just sat down. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Asked everyone if they knew any jokes. Yeah, I just shouted at people. Um, and said that we'd worked really hard on all the screen and yeah. thought we were going to win an award. Yeah, exactly. And that was it. And then we uh, had a quick game of Carol McGiffin. Carol, a very quick game 
game of Carol McGiffin. If you don't know what that is, tough. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a game we invented called Carol McGiffin. Yeah. And if you'd been to our live shows, you'd know about it. Yeah, very good game. It's a brilliant game. We had a quick, a quick play of that. Not a, te- not a textbook brilliant game. No, it wasn't. Oh, I cheated. It was a bit rushed because we had to cheat. I cheated halfway yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. So then after the, after the stress of that. Yeah. It's a fun show, though. It was, no, it was very, yeah. Yeah, very fun. I'm just not enjoying it because it's frustrating no. me. No. Being on stage. I'm enjoying it. I know, I, I, I enjoy- I'm really enjoying it. If anything, I'm enjoying it more now you're not. No, I can't not, talk. Not that, not that I get enjoyment out of you not enjoying it. Yeah. I'm just trying to enjoy it for two. Yeah, yeah. but, I, but I, I mean, I, I, I want it to be... Like when you see, like, pregnant ladies... Yeah. They enjoy things for two, don't they? When you see a pregnant lady on a roller coaster, yeah. they'll be really going for it, like really screaming. Cause it's, yeah, cause proper screaming, screaming like, and like panicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. they've got a little baby inside yeah, them. Yeah, and they've got the belt on nice and tight to keep the baby safe. Or like, or like when a woman when a woman is having a baby yeah. like very late on in the pregnancy, yeah. and her husband goes out and does, does sex with other women. Yeah. It's because, well, she can't do the sex at Exactly, that point. so he has to have it for two. So he's going out having the sex for two, isn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and um, drinking as well, you've got a drink for two. If you're pregnant, you have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we went out and had a quick drink. Yeah. I, again, quite subdued me, I had to be quiet. Yeah. I had to make my own fun. I did a I couple of bambookas. A couple of bookers. Yeah. Thought that would help my throat, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, I just sat at the head of the table, just being a nice boy just and just, be... just being quiet and behaving myself. Well, you've been quiet, definitely. Yeah. Been very quiet, but we only found out sort of about 15 minutes into the quietness why you'd been so quiet was that you've been online on your phone you've worked out how to do that yeah i don't know who told you that we're trying to keep that secret i've learned it that you can go on the internet on your phone you found some uh explicit pornographic pictures yeah and you started texting them to people yes yeah, to nish yeah but nish said he always worries about me when i go quiet well, that's true because i'm up to something yeah that's always true do you know what it was so hard to find gay porn pictures really yeah and i went and checked the filter even on your app and my map was down the time right but but even on the filter my filter was down to no filter yeah and I put in gay fucking or something right nothing well what if um, gay blowjob was the, was the one I finally that's found the one, one, that, one picture always gets it doesn't it that. Uh, what if you just went on your grinder and just put pics please yeah just ask people for yeah, pics yeah 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 I want to send some to Nish yeah yeah and then yeah forward them to Nish I'll do that tonight and then Jason Dawson came over and I noticed that TV producer you were just smiling at him and then he got a t- I couldn't hear any of this so yeah. I, this just played out in front of me like a um, like a silence thing uh, it won an award it would be brilliant I could have won an award yeah. my, my silent comedy what I do yeah. me sending dirty pictures to TV producers yeah it, uh, so all I saw was uh, you send a text smile at Jason Jason picked up his phone and then looked disgusted yeah yeah brilliant looks appalled and yeah. Lay also uh, who uh, works on TV as well yeah she and she's quite a sensitive little thing she is on, yeah. on sex matters yeah and then and yeah so she had to look at a picture of a man kissing another man's penis yeah it's so sensitive a big one she had one look she nice. screamed and then had another look yeah and then ran off Ra- ran off own to do I don't know what yeah god knows what but anyway today uh, our guest is Les Dennis yeah yeah right you heard that right yeah Les Dennis uh, yes the Les Dennis the Les Dennis we went to his house yeah it's quite nice just went to Les Dennis's house just went around Les Dennis's house did, yeah. did an interview yeah and just, that's, don't worry about it Les Dennis mate yeah it's fine though but it's, yeah. just, it's Les Dennis it's just you know Les Dennis I'll to tell you right just him, just went round his house. Just him, we just went round his house, right? Went in, right? We were like, all right, yeah. that's it, right? Just, just Les Dennis. Just like mates in his house. Just a chat. Yeah, me and Ed just got up, got yeah. a taxi, went to Les Dennis's house. Yeah. Just let us in. You pro- just, look, literally, got in a taxi, right? Went over there, we had his address, he, he told us it. We know his address. Right, Told he told he told us it, he let us come over, right? Yeah. Went over, knocked on his door, he opened the door. Didn't even knock on the door. Uh, no, he saw us, hello, he said. Yeah, didn't come even knock on the door. Come in. In, in you come, lads, how are you? Yeah. Do you want a cup of coffee? Genuinely. Yeah. Les Dennis 
Do you want a cup of coffee? Said that, didn't he? Yeah. Where do you want, where do you want me to sit? He where said, do you want me to sit? In, in, in his, his own, own house. house. In Les Dennis's house. He was asking us, yeah. Ray Peacock and Ed Gamble, yeah. who of course are starring in Peacock and Gamble, don't even want to be on telly anyway. 9.40, Pleasant Dome Dome. You can only go tonight. Tonight. Literally tonight, if you're listening to this on Sunday when it comes out. Then that's it. Yeah, and, the then tour. and then two. And Les Dennis just yeah. went... Where do you want me to sit? Les, this is the Les Dennis. I can't stress this enough. Yeah. So, let's have a... Very casual. I don't say much again. Um, you may have noticed because... Um, I, like, I didn't say much in the Midland and Jimmy Cricket one. Um, it's because I'm intimidated by anyone over the age of 40. There's a degree of that. And also because I had to explain to where Les Dennis was. Yeah. But right. it, was, it was him. It was definitely him, though, yes. Uh, here's our interview with Les Dennis. Peacock and Gamble. Peacock and Gamble. And we're here with our last guest. Final guest. Our very last guest of this run. And we've got Les Dennis. Last but not least, eh? Not least in any way, Les Dennis. <laughs> last and best. Last and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last and best. Yeah. Well, Thank we, you for that. When we came to Edinburgh this year, we thought, right, we only want one guest, really. <laughs> <laughs> so what we need to do is build up a bit of credibility. Yeah, we should well, have just done the one show, then. We should have, exactly. <laughs> what do you do all those other shows we should have, for? And we, and we should have approached Let's you get, with, we're only doing one podcast. One podcast. Yeah. One yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 Right at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then what if I'd said no? And you'd been out. Oh, done, well, they would have cancelled the whole thing. Thing. We would have done an impression of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one that can uh, do impression. We could have done them. No, that's a very hard impression to do. I've been to so many voiceovers where... It says Les Dennis sound alike, really? and then they tipexed it out. That's how long ago it was, and, um, <laughs> and put the real Les Dennis. Yeah, because somebody couldn't do me. Yeah. Yeah. You it's have got, of, yeah, it's quite a specific voice, isn't it? It's a bit cheggers and a bit um, touch cheggers. A little bit cheggers. Hello, that's a bit cheggers. Oh, that's a bit more cheggers, and um, it's also a bit Chris Evans. Um, everybody yeah? used to think yeah. I did the Huggies commercials. Or was that Evans? And it was Chris. Yeah, right. Yeah. Are you from not well? You're not far away from each other. Yeah, he's Warrington. Warrington. I'm Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereabouts in Liverpool are you from? I'm from Garston, so right down on the docks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I mean, born there, but then south Liverpool all my life. Went to the same school that Lennon had gone to earlier. So uh, that that kind of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Of course, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I know that sort of Liverpool. (laughs) Are you you back in Liverpool? Uh, no, no, I don't live in Liverpool. Live in in London, Highgate. Are you drawn to Liverpool at all? All the time, you know, kind of always go back in so much I did panto for three years at the um, at the empire wow, the last okay. three years and my family my sister and um, my two sisters and my brother still live up there so yeah, yeah. go up a lot and kind of if I got a job that would take me up there I yeah. made an excuse to go and live back yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. a weird thing isn't it I think that's a I think it's a heightened thing in the, in the northwest of mm. northwest England really yeah I really do to be drawn back to yeah to your roots because yeah. I get it sometimes Mm. But you not... say drawn back like you don't want to go back. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like cool. a pull, yeah. it's like a magnetic pull, and you're going, no, no, okay, here yeah. I go. Yeah. No, you know, because it's like sometimes you've got to be elsewhere for work or for, yeah. or for whatever yeah. reasons for you know family or whatever. Absolutely. But um, there is a certainly a pull. My, although mine went away a little bit last year. Where are you from? I'm from. St. I was born in Warrington. Okay, right. I'll, I'll always say St. Helens. Okay, because right. I follow saints. Yeah, and because you know I went to school in St. Helens, but the uh, saints ground went last year. They knocked it down right. uh, two years ago. Okay. The, the ground that I was gone to, yeah, they've got a new yeah. ground now. And when to, when that went, yeah, it really felt like well, I've nothing to go back there for. Yeah. Even though, even though my mum and dad still live there. <laughs> Peacock and gamble, Peacock and gamble. I was looking last night. I knew you'd done Edinburgh before. Yeah, 
I didn't realise how, how much you'd done it before. I've only done it twice before. I did it um, in 2006 and 2007, and only ever with plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't do stand-up anymore. Yeah. In fact, I never used to call it stand-up. I'm pre-stand-up. It was me act. Yeah, okay, I don't I do me yeah, act yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, <laughs> you know, fair enough, fair enough. I was a turn, yeah, you know, yeah. rather than a stand-up. I don't do that stuff anymore, so I think I'd be a bit scared about coming up and doing that. Really? Cause, yeah, because... I'm I'm always in awe of you guys, you know, because you do a different show every year. Yeah, yeah. We old school guys used to go round with the same act for yeah. for years, doing the same summer season, and then you know the club circuit, and you could do the same act. But I think that's all right if you you've know. not done it here yet. Yeah, that's true. But it, then it would be yeah, the same as except it. You know, I've done it for twenty years, yeah, so it might be a bit. Out of yeah, your reference points may be slightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, she's left Coronation Street <laughs> long, long ago. When I, when I was here um, last time, I was talking to Kate Copstick, and she said, why didn't you come and do something? And I went, I don't know what I'd call it. And, and I told her a story about um, that the year before I'd been at the, at the Pleasance, yeah. and then the second year, I was in one of the portaloos, you know, the portaloos at the Pleasance, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and this lad, at the, this urinal, Scottish lad said, where's Dennis? I had a pish with you last year. <laughs> so, so she said, call it a pish with Les Dennis. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. So maybe, nice. maybe, maybe I'll do a retrospective thing. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? Because I went to see Mick and Jimmy the other night. Mm. And what I was concerned about, genuinely, as a fan, yeah. I was concerned about going there and seeing lots of young, maybe comics or lots of young sort of fans comedy going there in a sort of an ironic piss take. Yeah, yeah, postmodernist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, Frankie Howard, that happened with Frankie Howard. Mm. And I remember an interview with Frankie Howard once where yeah. he was questioned about it. He went, oh, don't question it. Don't question, don't question it. it. Yeah. It's fine. It's, yeah. As long as they turn as up, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't care why. Yeah, I just, I just think, you know, I mean, Mick and Jimmy got some really nice reviews, but it was kind of like, but it's not cutting edge. And it just fr- frustrates me a little bit. Why does everything well, have to be cutting edge? Yeah. Why can't it just be funny? Absolutely. But there are plenty of comics like that now like yeah, modern comics are just, yeah. who are just bashing out really good one line I'd, I'd, I'd debate it anyway from the show I saw yeah. I'd debate that point anyway yeah. if I'd not been there I'd been like oh yeah I bet that's what it was like but having been there the bits yeah. I saw yeah, that's not what it was like anyway Jimmy yeah. did his Jimmy did his act Jimmy did his act yeah. but, but he's grown into his act so yeah. much more now he suits being an older man yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it, there was a lot of kind of Max Wall uh, physicality there was kind of Tommy Cooper zaniness about it yeah. that didn't used to be there he used to have that young um, Irish kind of whimsy yeah. about him and it was all about the, the wellies yeah, and yeah, that yeah. and, the, and the, the glove you know on the one hand yeah. you know I wore this glove because I I was told it might be uh, cold, but on the other hand, yeah. it, might, it might be whatever that <laughs> thing is. But, you know, and he started with that, but then he became much more, I don't know, ironic, you know, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. interesting. Well, and, and Mick. Mick's great. Well, Mick mm. didn't do just one line no. though. He didn't do no, one line though. No. No. It, it was hit with gags, yeah. it was punctuated yeah. with gags. But he was telling stories, and it was, yeah. it, was, it was really interesting. I was talking to Jimmy after he said, do you know what I'm going to do next year, Les? I'm going to do The Dumb Waiter. Pinter. No, really, yeah. He's doing Pinta, which well, is, is fantastic. He's actually doing the dumb waiter, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it. That'll be great. Yeah. Mm. Hey, there's a younger part in that. There is a younger part yeah. in that. There you right. go. I'm, yeah. I'm you... going to do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> you might both be vying. No, he's not doing it. He's not doing it. Or <laughs> me. Or me. Go and oh. yeah, talk to Jimmy. Yeah. Why not? I fancy a play. I fancy yeah. doing a play yeah. this year. It's great. I love it. I mean, this play that I'm doing here, Jigsy, one man play. Yeah. About a comic, so it's kind of you need to, you know be on top of the, the timing of gags because he tells some gags within the routine but it is just a 
guy sitting in a dressing room looking back on a career yeah. that he never quite had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it a difficult thing as, as a comedy performer to do that, to, to go to that place? No, it isn't, because over the years I made the decision that um, I wanted to learn the craft of acting. Yeah. I went to school with some amazing people. I went to school with Clive Barker, yeah. the horror writer, yeah, yeah. you know, Hellraiser and all those movies, and Doug Bradley, who played Pinhead in all those films, the I- iconic Pinhead. So were they mates? They're mates, yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, uh, so you know, innit? <laughs> no, they were mates. No, no I, meant, I meant for, to be Pinhead. Yeah. To be, oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pinhead yeah, 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 yeah. And that day in school. And I was part of this drama group, and I remember them thinking... I'd gone down the, the comedy road, much to the frustration of Clive, because he was like, you should be an actor. And I yeah. was like, but, you know, I want to be Dave Allen. And he was like... <gasps> so um, I went down the comedy route, and but I always kind of had it in my head to get back to the acting. And while I was doing Family Fortunes, which was afforded me the luxury of, you know, only doing that for three weeks a year, yeah. um, I could then go out to, you know, the Watermill in Newbury for equity minimum. and. Yeah. David has skylight, you know, which was baptism by fire. Yeah, I really, I really like that, and I think I feel the same way about Matthew Kelly. Exactly, right. exactly the same. Yeah, way Matthew's. Yeah. When you actually look at the career, if you look at your career on paper, so you look at Leslie's career or Matthew Kelly's career, you're like, you get to a certain point, you go, that's really a bizarre career of mm. things and game Ships shows and, and stuff like double acts and you yeah. know all, yeah. all those things in there. Yeah, and then it goes. Right. Oh, now I see what you really want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I think that's yeah. and I think that with Matthew Kelly the same thing. Yeah. Where he's just gone. I'm an actor, mm. and I want to do my acting. I've done all that. Yeah. And as you say, he's, he's committed to that very much. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. But you mix it up more anyway. I do. You know, if I, if I get offered a game show, I'd, I'd jump at it, and, yeah, I'd, yeah. and I'd love to do it. But you know. I, if I did it and I and I got back on telly doing a game show, I would worry. I think that it would negate what I'm, I'm building. Can as you an straddle? Actor. The, yeah, is it possible yeah. to straddle those two camps? Yeah. But I think I think if you're a good enough actor, you can. Yeah, I, I, I would yeah. imagine so. Anyway, I think mm. that maybe yeah. well, you can't control the public, can you? No, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you, can't, you can't control that perception. <laughs> no, no, I think I was overcrediting the general public. <laughs> <laughs> and even with you know, like with Jigsy, I've had some really, um, thankfully, and I've had some really nice reviews. Yeah, but there's always a kind of caveat of you know it's very close to home so is it kind of semi-autobiographical yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff I used to say it's like turning the Titanic round to change perception but as Claire my wife pointed out the Titanic sank so maybe I should stop yeah, using yeah. that as a metaphor yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think in in this business as well and certainly from where I've come from the changing face of comedy and the changing face of our industry means that you do have to keep reinventing to still keep around. That's yeah. I think that's my biggest achievement, to still yeah. be around rather than anything else, because it is, you know, I, I've got mates who are struggling and not, you know, no, not right. doing no, stuff. To, you to, know? Be, to be fair, because I'm, again, I'm old enough to remember, mm. whereas Ed is only 14. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's that it's that thing of, if back then, if when you when you all hit, mm. if you'd have gone, right, place your bets. Yeah, yeah. I know he'll be around working as yeah. much as yeah. yeah. Then... And who, who would it have been there? Because was you were doing you did the Madhouse as well. Yeah, I did uh, Russ Abbott's Madhouse, and you know within that group there was there was Dustin and yeah. me. That's where we kind of teamed up. Michael Barrymore was part of that team. Yeah. Susie Blake, Sherry Hewson, and uh, Russ, of course, yeah. and Bella Emberg. It was you know Jeffrey Holland. I'm just yeah, kind of yeah, doing yeah, a name yeah. check of everybody in there. So, so you probably know, Barrymore you would have had the money on. You would have had Barrymore, you know, absolutely still yeah. being, you know, a ma- I mean, he was major. 
Yeah. He's a massive, massive star. Yeah, he really was, wasn't he? Yeah. And very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, well, I suppose that's, an, that's a whole another thing. Another, another story. It really, it really is. It's an odd one. But you went through, I often think about this in a really macabre way. About me and you. No, I genuinely do about being but, a double act. Mm. About what if something happened to one of us? Mm. And where would it lead? Because, I mean, we both have individual stand-up as well. Right, yeah, okay. and, Anyway, but how would that affect you? Mm, as a, yeah. Even just going out to do it again, yeah. how would it affect you? And you went through that. Well, I went, we went through it absolutely. Um, well, I, I came through it. Dustin didn't come through it. Yeah. Um, and, and Dustin and I were the... We were the next act on after Tommy Cooper collapsed yes, yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We were on live TV straight after him um, and uh, were just pushed on by the producer and by Jimmy Tarbuck saying, look, go on. We didn't, we thought he, 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 he was a bump in the curtain when you were on. Yeah, he was a bump yeah, in the yeah. curtain while we were on. You know, literally they wouldn't move him. And, you know, when we were in the wings, um, David Bell, the producer, had said to Tommy Jr., is that a gag? Because the audience were laughing. We yeah. were stood in the wings thinking, what's he doing? Yeah. And he said, no, my dad's got a bad back. He wouldn't be able to get up. So cued the commercial break and then... Um, paramedics ran on and they wouldn't I mean the only reason that that it could carry on was because Tommy was doing that trick with the curtains you yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. The, you know yeah. with the pulling things through his cloak otherwise they would have had to black the show out and just you know go to something else I don't know professionals or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> and London weekend standby always um, so um I mean, literally, we had to go on. And then afterwards, Dustin said, that's the way I'd like to go. I'd like to really go with my did. boots on. Yeah. And then two years later, he collapsed in a dressing room in the middle of a, a panto run on yeah. the 1st of January and then died in hospital on the 3rd. So, you know, it is... I know what you mean. It's kind of, um, you know, it's, I think that we always, like you two, we, um, we had the idea that we would work separately anyway yeah. as well as as well as be part of a double act but you never know what what life's going to throw at you Pickle can gamble, pickle can gamble. You, you were doing, was it the laughter show? Was it called? We did the laughter show at the time. It was we were kind of catapulted. It was it was mad when looking back on it, and I don't think we realised it at the time. We you know we had um, a show called Go for It, which was an impressionist show yeah. on ITV on a Sunday night. That was with all the other impressionists, Aidan J Harvey and. Uh, who else was on it? Uh, uh, Alan Stewart and all the guys, yeah. um, Johnny Moore. And then on a Saturday night, we had our own show, The Laughter Show. So yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were literally kind of on both channels yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, a, a, on the weekend. So we were catapulted and we were being called the new Morecambe and Wise and yeah, the yeah. new Two Ronnies and the new Cannon and Ball and whatever. And, you know, that was difficult to, because, you know, you want to, build your own reputation as well maybe seen you know to to do things separately but it i've forgotten the question <laughs> i don't know what i don't know but there was one I mean, we literally came and sat down and you just started talking i know sorry pickle can gamble pickle can gamble i remember after dustin was away yeah i remember i think did you do one more series of the last show you're you i did i did about three series of the last show as right, myself. Okay. and i think you know because people had the, the idea that i was part of a double and that's how they had first got to see me on yeah, TV. Yeah. I think they were a bit scared because thinking, oh, will he be able to cope on his own? And I'd been 16 years as a solo actor yeah, before that. Yeah. But of course, there'd been um, Eric and Ernie, and, and, and Eric had just died, so Ernie was kind of you know, entrenched in that double yeah, act for yeah. so many yeah. years. If it had been the other way around, I'm not sure how, how much Eric would have been able to have coped without. Oh, no, 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 they were all. so entrenched. Yeah, no, you know? not at all. Yeah. No, I mean, that's always one of the great injustices, I think. Yeah, yeah. Wise, yeah. yeah it is. is. That I, for a long time, judged people on whether they thought Ernie Wise was funny. Mm. And if they said, no, Ernie, it was all Eric, I'd be Ernie, like, well, then you don't yeah. know what you're on about. You don't. Yeah. Er, Ernie 
just consummate. You yeah. Know? And, and you can't even call him a straight man because he was funny in his own right. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. he was absolutely funny. And, and, and their comedy was lovely dovetailing of the, yeah, yeah. the two characters. Sometimes yeah. a straight man is just the funniest one. Yeah. But you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're not really. You're not the no, straight man. Well, you know, we do. We do the straight term, man. You're the straight term, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Well, I think I was. I was more of the straight man with Dustin because Dustin, when when we teamed up. Dustin G was already um, a massive name in the cabaret clubs. Was he? Yeah, he, yeah. he was one of yeah. those names that he didn't need telly. Um, he could fill the big cabaret clubs, you know, the Talk of the North and the yeah. you know, Walkie Hollow in Liverpool. He could fill it on reputation alone really? okay. for a week. He could do a week. A bit like Ronnie Dukes and Ricky Lee had been. Um, and Cannon and Bull, they, they had that before they got their tally break. And so when I when he said he'd like to team up as a double act, yeah, I mean I was just like I was like the rookie comic going, okay, <laughs> wow. But he he was being on stage with him. He he was such a massive force. My impressions were like little jabs. Yeah, and he'd have the big knockout. He'd oh, do he the, was, he he'd do the big bowie, or he'd turn round and look like Larry Grayson by just putting a set of teeth in and a pair of glasses on. And, Ooh, what a gay day! Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was absolutely Larry Grayson yeah. uh, in you know on stage. And he also had the thing as the comparison with Eric and Ernie. He also had the thing where I think he had the he had the Lutz camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, did. Uh, absolutely. In, in, in the two, yeah. oh, he, he was always looking at yeah, the audience. Yeah, 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 he was. Yeah, when you were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was missing I was, to this day. He was yeah. he was a great great act well I was I was a little kid and I, I remember being dreadfully upset about it mm, yeah. and almost not being able to get my head around it mm. as a thing and then I remember there being a wealth I might have remembered this wrong but I certainly my memory of it is there was a wealth of support for you yeah and yeah. there was a wealth of, when, when you did the show yourself mm. rather than people going what is he doing yeah, yeah. yeah. I think people were willing me to do well absolutely to, to, absolutely you know, to go yeah. forwards yeah and then family fortunes luckily came along the next year and that was 16 years of that then. 16 years 16 of family fortunes pickle can gamble pickle can gamble and if I look back to the first series you know what they wouldn't have given now they wouldn't have given me a second series because really, really well the first series I was stepping in um, Max Bygrave's been the host before and before that Bob Monk has so I was looking at those tapes and I was looking at Bob particularly and going all right you've got to do a gag for every contestant yeah and you've got you know and and I wasn't a gag man but I had writers writing me gags lovely writers Gary Chambers who used to write for the two Ronnies and you know and, and it was like I've got to have a gag for everything so it took me a whole series, which we did in three weeks, yeah, <laughs> twenty six shows to get it right, you know, and and literally to go, hang on a minute, by about show twenty, I think maybe the humour can come out of the question yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and can come out of the odd look down the camera, yeah, yeah. you know, and and a you know a catchphrase that came by accident. If it's up there, I'll give you the money myself. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I remember saying, getting a laugh with that, and them saying, "You're going to use that again?" I went, "I can't because I've used it," and they go. Called a catchphrase. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice, <laughs> so, nice, yeah. so you know, it took a series to for me to settle into that. Yeah. Then sixteen years. Well, was there was there no there. element of because I mean, when Les Dawson did Blankety Blank, mm. yeah. I've got loads of them on video, mm. and he repeated. He probably gags. got me on a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But he repeated gags regularly because well, there were no video players enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally out and gone. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. In those days, you used to kind of you know like it, when Sinatra would sing the first line of a song and people would applaud. People used to kind of do that with people like Les is, oh, Les is telling that one. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of like, yeah, almost like that. Well, our manager still still says one of the funniest things he's ever seen was Les Dawson 
with the card from Blankety Blank mm. as he used to walk. He'd yeah, that, he'd he'd do do that, walk. yeah, he'd just yeah. jump on the card. Yeah. yeah, and then it got quicker and quicker yeah. every week. Yeah, and the first episode, you remember when the first episode he took over from Terry Wogan? Yeah, and he had that mic, um, that long microphone, yeah. and he snapped yeah, it in half, and it's just like, oh, great, here it was we go. Amazing, yeah, moment. anarchy. I'm literally yeah. going right. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll show you. Now I'll show you. He was the loveliest, loveliest man. Yeah, yeah. I've never met Les Dixon. Oh, I'm really, such, a, such a fan of really him. Really nice man. Well, I was writing his biography for a while. Right. Well, funnily enough, I, I was trying to get a play together. I want I want Ted Robbins. I don't know if you know Ted. Yeah, yeah. Ted does the most incredible Les. Yeah. And I was saying, Ted, you've got to come up to Edinburgh and I want to kind of get this play together for you, for Les. And he'd already started doing a little He did, bit he did a play one year. He did a yeah. kind of little little thing, but he I, I kind of essayed it. And But th- there's a lot of stuff that, you know, yeah. you, you get embroiled in stuff, don't you, sadly? You, so. Yeah, you, re- you really did. It was, it was a, in fact, do you know what? One of the earliest meetings I had you it was involved you. All right. Because I was at a publishing meeting once, very, very early on. We were in a meeting one day where um, the publisher sat down. He went, yeah, I've seen this um, that you're doing. We're quite interested in it. But other than family fortunes, what has he done? <laughs> right? And I literally sat there. Like, and then I wasn't even as confrontational as I, as I would be now. Yeah, or as yeah. confident as I would be yeah. now. But I had a moment <laughs> of going, well, two points. Yeah. First, first, it's the wrong bloke. Yeah. And second, he's done fucking loads. <laughs> and it was just, it just fell out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, how did you do that? How, how, you how interested could you be in Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. When, when me and Dustin were at the North Pier, um, one night as we were walking in, they just said, come here. We had this woman come to the desk this morning asking for tickets for Les Dawson and Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a double act. I'd yeah, like to see. Amazing. that would be amazing. <laughs> Pickle can gamble. Pickle can gamble. Did you do, Did you and Dustin do Panto with Les? No, we didn't. Together? We did it with Russ. And that's kind of how we decided that we'd team up because we were ugly sisters to Russ's buttons right, okay. in Bradford. And when we came to go into the ball, we, we decided that we'd work out who we were going to go as. Yeah. And that's the impression spot started. And we went, hang on a minute, oh, this nice. is going so well. And Russ used to go stand in the wings and go, I'm going to follow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, of course he could. So that's where it started. Okay. Did Dustin make the call for you to be a double act? Well, I tell you what was, uh, this is one of the loveliest, most brilliant things about him. When we were doing Panto uh, as Ugly Sisters, when we built, it was Dustin G in big letters and Les Dennis. Right. And halfway through the run, I went to see my agent. We had the same agent, Mike Hughes. And Mike said to me, he said, Dustin's um, asked me to uh, give you parity of pay. Wow. Dustin was on, I think, I don't know, 800 quid and I was on 400 quid. Yeah, yeah. And he went, we, we're doing the same job. I yeah. wanted to have parity of pay. And and that's where it, you know just the generosity of the guy yeah, and, yeah. and and he also said the name's not right it sounds better Les Dennis and Dustin G than yeah. Dustin G and Les Dennis it just sounds better and you know that that was that was the so kind of guy he was, yeah. how yeah. much older than you was he ten years okay. um, he was forty three when he died right yeah yeah that's horrific isn't it yeah it's just, yeah crazy and, but, do you know Dustin G have you seen any Dustin G I've stuff? seen some yeah clips and stuff and yeah I've watched some stuff yeah, yeah just yeah. like. There's still some stuff on YouTube. I yeah. think there's a the Royal Variety that we did. Well, I think the the Tommy Cooper night's up now. Oh, Because they, they, they put up... It was a very odd moment, like, like last year or the year before. Yeah. And there's a bit of press about it as well, where somebody uploaded the video... Of Tommy Of Tommy oh, right. And YouTube was saying, by our rules... Yeah. We can't take it down. Well, un- unless there's a challenge to it. Yeah. That's the only time we, we, you know, we can do it. But I mean, have they people challenged? Yeah. Has it, have I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't know if it's still there or not. Yeah. I remember watching it when it happened, mm. 
and it became a, your memory of it tricks you and you were mm. and I remember that coming on YouTube and just going I don't no. I've got so many things going on here mm. yeah. about whether to watch this or not yeah. I've got the memory of it that I yeah. want to I've said it once yeah. mm. and it had a massive impact on me and I want to see if I remember it right yeah. but the other part is I know I'm about to watch a man die yeah and it, it a, a very odd thing well we you know we we had videoed it because we were on telly yeah yeah so we had it and saw it the next day and I, and, and that was the only time I saw it on screen and yeah, I, you yeah. know I just remember thinking and and it is etched so vividly Absolutely, on my memory yeah. you know he's there in that in that kind of big um gown and he um, Sandy, the one of the dancers, one of the Brian Rogers dancers, comes on, gives him the cloak, and you know, and she as she's walking off, he says, "Thanks, love." And, that, yeah. and you think that love was the last word. He yeah, said, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. That. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, it's been mm. cheery, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, don't work with me. Yeah, <laughs> pickle can gamble, pickle can gamble. Right, I, 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 I don't think you're a jinx as a sort of imagination, but I'll tell you what, my cough's getting worse. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Even as, I'm yeah, as, as, we've, as, yeah. as we've got here. Yeah. As soon as we walk through the door. Well, everybody thinks I've got, because as Jigsy, Jigsy <coughs> has this <coughs> terrible cough and right. coughs all the way through the play, you know. And people are like, afterwards, they're like, are you okay? Yeah. And I'm like, it's all right. I just, you know, put it must it be on. shattering. Like. It is shattering, actually. It's like minutes, coughing to away. Coughing like away that. like that. And, you know, when we were in rehearsals, you know, I thought I've got a bad back and I went to see my um, osteopath and he went you've been coughing a lot and I went uh, yeah and he went well he just gave me a trick of how to lean over and cough you know really? and not, not affect my back so I had to think about that as well as, <laughs> as well as act that's really cool I like, I like how serious you take the acting though I do like that oh you know it's great, I am very serious about it and you know it's it's um this part is great for me because it's got everything in. It's got every, you know, the element of, of stand-up um, or me act. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah. but it's also got, you know, some very pin-quiet moments. The audience, well, you've just got the audience. There's, there's a, a very a tragic story about um, something that happened in Liverpool and the audience get so focused in it. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes um, Hannah Chiswick, our director, um, and my business partner, we're a, um, a company now, um, North and South. Nice, um, nice. And um, uh, Hannah sometimes has to say, just tell the story, because sometimes I think, oh, I'm left for a while. Yeah. The comic instinct is like, yeah. well, there's a gag coming up in a minute, they'll, they'll be okay in a minute. Yeah. But, but you've just got to, you know, sit there and, and hold it. Well, that's an odd thing as well, when you're a comic, or a comic performer playing the comic. Mm. Playing, but, playing but not playing. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. really interesting yeah. to go to the because yeah. I guess you would have all those conflicts, wouldn't yeah. you? I'm just going, well, yeah, yeah, they should be laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should be laughing now. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, they shouldn't be laughing. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very hard. Job a dream part. Job a dream role. You'd like to play. Um, I kind of call this guy Willie Showman. Because it is like death of a salesman for, right, right, for right, comedians. Right, right. I, Willie Loman, I mean, I, I don't know whether I'd ever be taken seriously enough to play that role. But I mean, I know that Philip Seymour uh, Hoffman's just done it on yeah. the, on the American stage and brilliantly. But um, that, I, I think that's a great play, Death of a Salesman. Um, I'd love to do some Shakespeare uh, yeah. or some Chekhov, you know, do some serious yeah, yeah. stuff. Well, there's, there's quite nice stepping stones in Chekhov as well, I think, where you can you can step to the more serious sort of grimy Chekhov mm. through, through comic roles yeah yeah but there's yeah. the shorts like the bear yeah. and the proposal yeah. and things mm. like that there's some really nice sort of plays that can sort of get you into Chekhov yeah, yeah. but I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of Chekhov I like the shorts but I don't, the, the long stuff just when it's when it's done well I, saw, I saw the cherry orchard and it was who was that that American actor uh, another senior moment the young uh, 
great actor who was in Alive, and then he was in that thing with Denzel Washington. You're far more succinct. Oh, I am. Yeah, I am absolutely. <laughs> family yeah. fortunes, you want to say? I know. I'd Name see, an actor who's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, who's that actor? Right, I'll go. give you a clue. Yeah. He's in Alive. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was very good um, right, in, okay. in the Cherry Orchard. And then I saw my my niece, um, my niece Jodie, who talks like that, but uh, is a serious serious contender as, as a classical actress. Right. She's she's just been at the RSC playing Isabella and was in The Seagull at um, the Arcola recently. Right, okay. Um, with Geraldine James and she was in that. And she, that that's a great, great play. If it's done well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going, we're going, through, we're going through the death of Tommy Cooper to the, you know, <laughs> to <laughs> deathly well, Chekhov no, plays. I, I, I like this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In our interviews this year, because people have been a bit surprised. Yeah, this, this is what we found. We thought, because when, when we just chat amongst ourselves, we're idiotic. If it's well, just like, <laughs> if it's me and Ed in the pockets on yeah. our own, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. but, but then having guests on this year, we've, we've found some really interesting talking <laughs> yeah. points and quite serious talking points. But it's also wrong-footed some of the guests. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they've been like, I thought we'd just be dicking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, no, because that's not really interesting, is it? And yeah. also, we are our own club, thank you. Yeah. And, you're, and you're not getting involved in that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it has, but no, I'd, I'd rather have an interview like this. I'd rather have something that sort of looks at all the different things. But I st- I'm not a fan of Chekhov. No, I like his short stuff. Right. I was in the bear. I was in the proposal. Oh, were you? Yeah. That's how I could just grab you, those two. Were you in the bear? In the bear, I, no, I wasn't in the bear when I did it. Um, when I left university, when I did it properly. I was the the waiter man who has one big speech at the beginning. And then just gets knocked about for an hour. <laughs> Literally just thrown about the stage for an hour. Brilliant. A lot of physical... Yeah, yeah, And then I did the proposal. And I, I was the lead in that. Right. Which was quite nice. So do you guys act together? As well as doing we, your we made We made a film together. We did a, right. we did a short film uh, last year, which we filmed. I did a lot of TV warm-up. Right. Okay. Um, and we did a, a, a film called Warm-Up. Right. Um, that's on, it's on like YouTube. It's on BBC Online yeah. and stuff. And that was a thing that, again, sort of wrong-footed people a little bit yeah. about us. Because our double acting is a lot is very silly and a lot mm. of messing about and stuff, but I think also very well acted in certain parts. Yeah, you know, the, there is an element yeah. to it. Yeah, um, but then we did this warm up film, which is just a little grainy black and white film about me being a warm up. Right, not, not me, but a character. Our yeah. 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 warm up. Yeah, yeah. who just didn't want to be a warm up anymore. And you know, I think there's a way of doing warm up things like warm up where people are like they want to be famous or they want to be yeah. whatever. And mine was like, I just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> just somehow has yeah. ended, ended up yeah. doing it. And it was, you know, it's pretty you know, autobiographical, really, in terms of... Right. I was at a stage... How you're feeling, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I still do, really. I mean, mm. I, I enjoy it, but I do sometimes sit there going, I'm a dirty secret. <laughs> I'm a dirty audience fluffer that yeah. no, one, no one knows about. Ted Robbins was, you know, very much... Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, And then he's broken through and... He has, but, but I, I know that Ted sort of regrets how long he did it for. He did it for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And that is, a, I think, a, you know, you, mm. I do think that. So I remember yeah. speaking with Ted about it and being yeah. like, no, oh, you want to go on this game mm. as yeah. quick as you can. So many people started, um, Brian Connolly was a warm-up. Loads, yeah, loads. John loads. Bishop. Yeah, Bish was. Yeah. Uh, Peter Kay was. Yeah. Uh, Ross yeah. Noble, Alan Carr as well. Alan Carr yeah. did well, but not for very long. Alan, I don't think. Yeah, but that's a, a lot of a lot of them sort of got out of it fairly. All right. Fairly <laughs> I mean, if anything, I'd say you'd missed the boat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the problem is, if you're very good at something, then people are very reluctant to let you go. It's one yeah. of your strings to your bow. It's not. It's my bow. It's your bow. At the moment, and it annoys me. And it annoys me when I do sitcoms and stuff. I mean, you know, I do not going out and Lee yeah. to his credit. Yeah. Gave me a little role in not going out in the yeah. last series, and then and then back to doing the warm up again. Oh yeah, t- no, no, totally, totally. No, I was never going to be like yeah, yeah. the new Tim in it or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. 
But um, nice yeah. show that I love that show. It's great. It's great. It's, it's great to be Bobby. See Bobby Ball in it doing it's amazing. so brilliantly. And it, that's yeah. been another thing for me. Yeah, it's been just like you know, yeah. one, once a series. Yeah, I get to hang around with Bobby for a day. I know, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and it, there's a lovely picture. I've got my, my laptop. A lovely picture of me. Somebody, one of the crew took it. Yeah, of me chatting with Bobby, and Bobby's just holding. It's like just me and him, and he's holding court. And I'm just literally like leaning on your hands to yeah, talk. It's, it's like a 13 year old girl wow. with the thongs. Just gonna, yeah. It's, just, yeah, it's a really nice picture, though. It's yeah. really nice. I'm going to print some of those pictures out, I think, and I'll put yeah. them on my wall. Yeah. Come and see the play. You'd, you'd like the play because really you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a lot of references to Doddy and, you know, to, to Bobby and yeah. Cannon and Ball. And, you know, Jigsy is a little bit kind of resentful, but in a mild way. Yeah. <laughs> because he adores them. But he's also, he's got that comic insecurity of, like, somebody's more successful than me. Yeah. Which is a real truism of comedy. It's a yeah. real truism of being a comic. Of, like, the biggest lesson I learned was not to look left and right. Yeah. yeah. It's to never look at what other people are doing. Jigsy says, there's no love lost between comedians. Yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah. you that for not. And it's, it's like a fight for survival. And if somebody like Doddy is doing the business, then there's less room for the rest of you. Yeah. You've got to grab that space before somebody else gets it. Wow, wow. <laughs> so wow. he's I kind of... I would, yeah. I would, I would. <laughs> I would. Also, less time with Doddy as well. Mm-hmm. Certainly less stage time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No point being on a bill with him because there's no. a good chance you won't get on. I'll tell you the story that Doddy told me personally. Um, he was ill a couple of years ago and um, and it was hernia and everybody was worried. And he went to have the operation and he, he tells his joke. He said, and I was there. Was, you know, I, was, I was out and the, the surgeon said to the anaesthetist, he said, give him a bit more. He said, what? He said, go on, give him a bit more. He said, go on, give him a bit more. He said, go on, give him a bit more. Five hours in the theatre. Let's see how he fucking likes it. <laughs> Doddy <laughs> told me that nice. to me, to my face. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Hello, young juvenile. Is that because? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 nice. Pickle can gamble, pickle can gamble. Are you done with the play after Edinburgh? Or is it going We're going, um, we started it, we did two nights with it last year at the uh, Bristol Tobacco Factory. Yeah. And, you know, before that had been two weeks of Hannah and I in a rehearsal room putting it together. Tony Stavaker wrote it, allowed us to do a word that I'd never heard until Hannah told me, which is dramaturgy. Yeah. Very kindly let us craft it and make it into the play that we wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't know what we had until we got to Bristol. And on the first night, it got massive reaction, great reviews, and the next night sold out. So... We said, let's take it to Edinburgh because, you know, that's where the trade show for this yeah, play yeah. would be. Yeah. And we always said we'd take it back to the tobacco factory, which is what we're doing Great. next week for 10 days. And then hopefully tour it next year. But I really very much wanted to go to Liverpool because yeah, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's very much a Liverpool story. And I want, I want to do it there. Definitely. Yeah. Join my mind in Liverpool. Well, Gemma Bodine from the Playhouse, Everyman came up and yeah. she loved it. And you know who knows? The Everyman's um, not open until two thousand fourteen. That's being oh, of course, restructured. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Royal Court is, uh, which is where I first saw my first theatre, which was Doddy. Ken yeah. Dodd, uh, when I was a kid, I saw it at the Royal Court, and it's just have a, had a refurb, and it's very much a kind of theatre club, so people come come and sit. And but Ricky Tomlinson's got a, a club there. It might sit nicely Doesn't in it? a kind of like. In a in a club. In an actual yeah. comedy yeah. club as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So who knows? Don't oh well, I hope so. It's, it does sound great. I will try and come and see it. Yeah, you just gotta catch no, up. I, I've had a horrible up. thing this year where yeah. I've I've been I'm now panicking because we're nearly at the end of the fringe. And you've not seen some. You've not seen anything. Yeah, yeah, also, also at the moment I can't laugh. Yeah. yeah I actually can't <laughs> laugh. And when I laugh I start coughing. Mm. 
And I'm yeah. really panicking about. Yeah, well, it's all right. You'll, be, you'll be fine watching my I can't show. Can't sing either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a cry though, Les. We know it's all get old. There used to be a great uh, Liverpool comic called Aldine. Bless him, he's not around anymore. He was yeah. fantastic, Aldine. He used to very physical comic, very thin. He, he he was on New Faces and he stormed it. He did on the on the Palladium show when Lenny Henry was on and Marty Kane won. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but Al stormed it. He used to do impressions of um, matchsticks. He, he'd get stripped down to his two boxer shorts. He was so thin. He'd put a red balaclava on and go, Whoa. match! And then he'd pull it off and there'd be a black one underneath. Dead match! Nice. And, <laughs> nice. you know, what, the reason I got to that, it was it's a bit of a ramble was you saying about um, the laughing and the coughing. You know, this, this bloke in an audience, you know, it hurts when I, when I laugh. Um, but I'm all right when you're on. That's where wow. that came from. So even though he's not around there anymore, I wanted to, because uh, Jigsy talks about pirates. Is a comedian who nicks and loves the fella's gags. Right, right. So I didn't want to be a pirate nicking um, Aldine's gag. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I want to see it now. Yeah. yeah. I do, though. I want to see it anyway, but now I really want to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Come and see it. Definitely, definitely. and gamble, pickle and gamble. I'm just quickly tell you guys something I'm really excited about, which you know we can now talk about, is that we, myself, Keith Chegwin, and Sean Williamson will be working for Ricky and Stephen again next year. Oh, really? Really? That's which really nice. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. In, so in, in what, what, do you know what show? We're doing, there's, um, you know, the Life's Too Short, yeah. the series, they're doing a special uh, next year and they have written it for Amber. Is it done yet? Fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, right. we're going to film it next February. Because yeah. you're a nice, you're a nice, there's a nice little cameo, Amber, but, right? they, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they've um, written a hilarious special. Which That's we, really cool. Okay, so, again, that's another point. So, the thing with extras mm. was, was an interesting one as well because that thing I said about Mick Miller earlier on mm. is it could very easily have been that. It could have been that postmodernist like ironic thing, yeah. Of, yeah. You know, is this even fair on him, yeah. or is it? There's, there was a lot of debate about that. You yeah. know, um, Jared Kelly, who was in that episode, he's away um, now as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. See, don't work with me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <I> <laughs> Jared Kelly, yeah, he was bunny in that episode Lovely. you were in. Yeah, and I did panto with him here in um, in, in Edinburgh and Glasgow. How long were you together? I mean, how long have we been here? Yeah, yeah, okay. Is there a custody? Cost? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get out quick. Um, Jerry Kelly was very worried and said to Ricky and Stephen, they said, look, you know, we feel that Les was made a bit of a whipping boy with everything that went on in my life and you yeah, know, yeah. The preconceptions. So they said to me right up front, you know, we want you to play a twisted, demented version of yourself. Yeah. Think Larry Sanders, think Cope Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I just thought. It's my chance to show that I've got a sense of humour and that I can act. Yeah. So, well, well, you well, know. But also, the other element of it is, is if you're playing that part, again, we might be crediting the public too much, but there is that element of going, well, then he can't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he can't exactly. be, so we, we must have this wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It can't, yeah. If he's as aware mm. as that, yeah. then he can't be. Yeah. No one would throw themselves that wholeheartedly. That's, no, exactly. Totally. When you go, well, he's yeah. mad, he's gone yeah. mad. He's, he's not. Yeah. Look, yeah, look, he's doing if, that. if he was, he wouldn't know what he was doing. <laughs> but the funny thing is, you can't play it with a knowing twinkle, like, um, oh, by the way, folks, um, you know, you've got, you, with that stuff, you've got to play it so deadly serious. Yeah. yeah. Standing there with him in the theatre wing, saying, "You know, when I when I was on Big Brother, and I one time I, I thought about suicide, but then I saw uh, Thingy's tits." Got the name. She's there with Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Melinda Messenger. 
Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke in Chekhov. You might as well say nothing now, because I've just got the best edit point I've ever had in my life. Peacock and Gamble, Peacock and Gamble. Bless Dennis. <laughs> Yo, you didn't do that, did you, all the way no. through the interview? I, I thought we were... What we've been good at, genuinely, in these interviews is restraining ourselves from doing obvious from things. From doing the obvious, yeah. And you know what? I was slightly hungover in that interview. Yeah. And I had to catch myself at one point because I was sweat- I had a bit of a sweat on. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know when you're a bit paranoid when you have a hangover? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I am sat in Les Dennis's house Les watching Dennis. him have a conversation with my friend Ray about Chekhov. Yeah. Weird, wasn't it? I couldn't believe it. Really weird. Bizarre. Really weird. Yeah. But we, uh, yeah, we didn't talk about Family Fortunes other than when he brought it up. Yeah. We didn't talk about Extras other than when he brought it up. Brought it up, yeah. Exclusive know. at the end, no? Yeah. No mention of his personal life or anything like that. No, just, just let him talk, really. Any of the obvious stuff. Yeah. Just had a chat. It's an interesting chat. And that's why if any of the other famous acts on the Edinburgh Fringe want to be interviewed by us on our Fringe podcast, yeah. well, that's why you should have been. Yeah, that's why you should have been. You can't now. Too late now. Too late now. Also, and we're literally never doing it again. Can we also address the. Well, we've got one more episode yet, haven't we? Yeah, no, I'm, we're yeah. off. We're off tomorrow. There's no no podcast tomorrow. Yeah, and then the final one is on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, when our guests are Peacock and Gamble. Peacock and Gamble. Yeah, it's just um, the Peacock and Gamble podcast, but in Edinburgh. They've done very very well this year in the Fringe. They've sold yeah. very very well. Breakthrough acts. Good reviews, and that will be we'll be interviewing them on Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, that's the last one of our interview interviews. Yeah. That's, that's a nice one to end on. Yeah. And um, they've all been fun. We'll, we'll chat about them in the next episode. We'll be interviewing each other. Yeah, we're off tomorrow, uh, but we'll be back on Tuesday for the final one. All that remains for us to say is that our show, Peacock and Gumball, don't even want to be on telly anyway. 9.40, Pleasance Dome Dome, last tonight, night tonight. Tonight, Come that, along. That's it's Sunday. Come along. It's the last night. Who knows what we'll get up to? We do, obviously, because we've been, we've been doing it for ages. Yeah, we're, we're going to do the show what we're we, do that the we wrote. Same, and the I, same show. I'll try and do it with my voice. Yeah. But that's all for today. Here's Les Dennis <laughs> with the correct... Yeah. Right, just it's, it's Les right. Dennis. It is the Les Dennis. Right, you know Les Dennis? Yeah. It's him now. Oh. And he's now reading the credits. Of our thing. Les Dennis. Our guest uh, read the credits. Okay, brilliant, the credits absolutely, yeah. But you're going to get one go at it. Do I? Okay. You're the last okay. person to do it. Grab my glasses. No, you're not allowed glasses. <laughs> it's in my handwriting as well. Ready? Yeah, great. Go. The Peacock and Gamble Edinburgh podcast is a ready production hosted by chortle.co.uk. Today's guest was blank blank, Les Dennis. And my show is Jigsy, all music by Thomas Fun the Ray. See you tomorrow. No, you won't. It's the last one. Bye.